Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Crushing Comics. This is the comics review show from the Comic Crush. Uh, I am Pinky, with me is The Brain, also known by our real grown-up names of Paul and Liz. Um, we are here to bring you uh, the very latest, well, kind of the latest in uh, comics, um, talking about some new releases this week. Uh, we are going to cover... Um, we are going to cover uh, The Lion and the Eagle by uh, uh, Garth Ennis and PJ Holden. We're going to cover Victor Santos's Until My Knuckles Bleed. Uh, and we are definitely going to talk about the new Iron Fist, Liz. Is that right? We, we've got... We sure uh, are, yeah. Hello, by the way. It's lovely to see you. Uh, as always, you know, I'm sure it is for you. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have prefaced that. On this particular occasion, it's lovely uh, yes, to see you. Good to be here. <laughs> for one of us anyway um i'm gonna put i'm gonna put on some more light hold on hold on look yeah go. the magic of video now i'm i'm extremely pale faced um i must buy a ring light sorry guys sorry for the production value um it's piss poor what can i tell you <laughs> Um, in addition to all that stuff that we're going to talk about all those comics um we are going to talk about the new uh, Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness uh, trailer because there's a, there's quite a few things that have been thrown up by that which I'm, I'm sure people have seen on on other other sites and things but I do want to talk about with with uh, Liz because I know that she's going to have some some opinion and expert advice on what might be or may not be um, or she'll draw a complete blank and. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I mean, I could be rendered speechless. Like, I could be rendered speechless by exactly how mind-blowing it was. But uh, um, but hopefully not. I think I do but have there, plenty there, of things to there say. There is a lot. There's a ton to talk about there. Like, I'm, I'm really... I'm interested, as always, in in what's going to come out of it. Um, if not necessarily expecting. Shall we start with The Lion and the Eagle? Now, this is the new book from Garth Ennis. Um Drawn by PJ Holden, he's he's oft oft collaborator on his war books. Um, it's got uh, colours by Matt Mueller and letters by Rob Steen. It's on aftershock. There it is. Uh, you can take a look at it just here. Um, I'm going to bring it up for you. There you go. That's line in the eagle. So that's cover A. Uh, there is also a really nice B cover. Um, that's floating around. In fact, in fact, I think there's a couple of good variants. One thing we should talk about, uh, Liz loves this. Liz, what sort of size is this book? <laughs> uh, it is the oversized format <laughs> that would require one to purchase a magazine box, which would not really fit with one's short boxes. <laughs> Didn't you just have a like hold a like like whole load of new furniture delivered, Liz? Surely you must have found something at IKEA that was the right size no. for these comics. Incorrect. You would be wrong Did you about look? that. Did you uh, look? Well, no. To be fair, because I don't usually buy them, so you know it seemed uh, it seemed a little unnecessary. But uh, but eventually, I'll cough up for a mag box. I'm sure. You know. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm also having to look for a mag box this week uh, because I've got a whole pile of, of those comics that need rehoming um, to free up some other boxes. Isn't comic collecting great? 
Um, just try and buy the bags of boards for them. That's what I say. Go on, I dare you. Um, go. Um, Why now, Liz, you guys got a shortage of those, or uh, not at the moment? I think that there's uh, they're starting to come back in, but bags and boards have been um, very difficult to find this year. Uh, well, in the last year, sorry, I should say, like 2021 was a bit of a bag and ball drought. As with all things, it's suffering from Brexit and shipping delays and the pandemic. Um, you know, I'm I'm finding it really annoying not being able to get current size bags and balls. Anyway, we, we digress. We're here to talk about this yeah. book. This is a war book by Garth Ennis and PJ Holden. Uh, set during the latter days of the Second World War, during the Pacific Campaign. Um, now... You were saying earlier off air that you like, you're not really a fan of war books, but you like Ennis's books. And yeah. Yeah. And, and but, I will go out of my way for him. You know, it's mm -hmm. not a genre that I tend toward, but, um, but because it's Garth Ennis and I'm such a fan of his work, I will go out of my way uh, for his war books. And they're always very good. Um, you know, I, I read, I would say, if not all, most of uh, the Battlefield series, um, and, you know, I, it's just a recurrent theme in his in his writing because it's what he's really into. It's his mm. key interest. Um, so, you know, so he really loves writing the war books, you know, like uh, I think probably more than anything else he's doing at the moment. Um, I, I suspect that Garth Ennis could probably wage a war. Uh, he knows, he's, he's such an expert. He knows. Yeah everything you know it, like uh you know his attention to detail is incredible you know when it comes to uh you know ju just the way he kind of um you know will casually mention exactly you know the types of planes they would have used exactly the type mm. of ammunition they would have used like all the all the little details um you know are spot on accurate and, and actually in the interview i did with pj so uh, you can find an interview with pj holden the artist uh, on this book uh, on the Comic Crush channel right now, um, which is, uh, it's, it's all ready for you. You can just go go in and take a look at that. That's available as a, a video and a podcast. Um, he was fascinating and he can really kind of, you know, talk about the craft and, and you know, give you the ins and outs of the collaboration with Garth. And it was a fascinating interview, but he did talk about the, the problems of research, which was, hey, you can go off and you can find out that, that during certain periods, uh, so from, say, 1941 to 1942, the American army would have used this particular bomber. And that's great. And then you kind of go, as you look, you, you'll find out that, oh, they only use that particular type of bomber between, like, April and, <laughs> you know, December. But during the time your book was set, it was this type of bomber. And then sometimes because they ran out... <laughs> They use this type of bomber. And he said it is like it is a, a kind of heavy piece of work just to really dig into this stuff. Um, and, he, and he was saying things like like all the books that, that Garth would read were no good to him because, of course, they didn't contain a ton of pictures. And what he wanted was reference. Right. Um, I kind of I think I could probably kind of find the mechanics of war quite fascinating. I find war itself, obviously in the modern age probably unnecessary um i think back then it, it, it was something that needed to be done i don't know how much you know about that that 
that kind of period uh, and i don't blame you if it's not of interest to you. it's not a lot i don't know you know I, I really you know the extent of my knowledge is you know uh history class in, in america right and uh you know garth ennis comics yeah <laughs> well the, the the funny thing is like in the little i do know is that the pacific campaign which in which this is set was the more brutal of the two you know theaters as they called them um so the european theater yes was horrible but this was was freaking brutal because it was you know the heat and <clears throat> the fact that they were fighting in the jungle and they were often having to fight at really close quarters uh so they were using bayonets and things like that um I don't know if you can see here, uh, there's some of the planes and, and things that we were talking about earlier. Um, I, see, I, I didn't know that they, they they kind of fought alongside, or I didn't remember rather, they didn't. They fought alongside the Nationalist Chinese Army at the time, um, who of course would have been then against the communists that Mao was leading. You know, so there's a lot of deep history in these books that, that kind of Ennis goes into. But he does it in a kind of very casual way, which I quite like. Um, I, I kind of find war fascinating, but at the same time, repellent. Um, I, I think once you get into the real kind of brutality of war, it, it is a, a pretty horrible kind of thing. And, and as I say, unnecessary. And now, as we're sitting here looking at, at, at another war... Uh, which I can't say I'm best pleased to to, to to be anticipating. Like it's, you know, I, I find it a completely frightening and terrifying concept. Although it's got to be more terrifying for the people living in the Ukraine right now. Um, I, you know, I I, I I thought it was an entertaining book. It, I, I was quite surprised by the turns that it took in terms of actually taking you outside of its forward narrative and jumping you back um which I, I didn't expect it to do like i didn't expect that whole flashback sequence where you see how crosby meets uh the doctor and they you know their relationship progresses um and i, I wonder if each book is going to concentrate on a different kind of part of the the sort of four four man special forces team that it deals with um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I think really it is a book where you need to have gone into like the first and second issue rather than just the first. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get a lot of setup here. You get, um, yeah. you know, you're introduced, uh, you know, to what seems to be your main characters who are all very different. Um, you know, and I think one of the things that makes, uh, any Garth Ennis book, um, so sort of, uh, likable and accessible to me um, is uh, is where he excels at writing um, uh, compelling characters and particularly um, how he deals with male friendships uh, in his books, you know, yeah. um, because that's, that's like, you know, I mean, all of, uh, you know, all of the details about the war and all of that is interesting, but uh, what would keep me going back for the next issue is um, the dynamics between the characters and, you know, sure. their relationships with each other and, um and that he always hmm. does so well and, and like I, I was talking to pj about the like having looked at like things like the punisher run again uh because we were talking about things like gore and violence and, and stuff like that which i think pj is kind of like i i actually find a lot of that quite 
repellent and you know but we, we talked about it in the context of gas work and i i was saying about do, do you remember when I, I can't remember what i was reading it for what sparked it but i think it was just that we had them all at the shop and then uh, one of the, the punisher series were coming up even the first or second series and i reread them all over the course Same. of a few weeks yeah yeah but I actually, this time around, I actually found a lot of it really kind of sickening and really kind of like, uh, <laughs> this is. See, I really enjoyed it, uh, rereading this. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. You like, know. Um, but it is, um, you know, I mean, it's, it does not like hold back. Um, no. You know, it is it is quite grim and quite violent. Mm. And, uh, you know, it doesn't shy away from, you know, showing the ugliness of what he does and you know, also what the criminals that, you know, um, you know, he, you know, takes out, you know, mm. why they're so deserving of, you know, his form of justice. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he really shows, um, you know, uh, everything, you know. Yeah. It, and it, it doesn't often necessarily offer you a moral kind of stance. It simply says, this is a horrible situation. These are the characters we're going to follow and try and make the best of it in this horrible situation. But there are things they are going to do that you are not going to agree with and you are not going to like. And I like the fact that he does that. Yeah. Because yeah, just, I, yeah, sorry. It's, uh, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it being a Max book, it can go to really dark places yeah. that, you know, you don't really expect to see in a Marvel comic. Mm. Um, and also in this, like in the Aftershock books do not hold back. They are by and large for adults. And in fact, Aftershock, I think have recently started their own kind of YA slash kids sort of um, uh, uh, strand, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that, that holds up and, and the stuff that's happened in those books uh, in juxtaposition to all the other stuff they put out, which is, can be quite violent, can be quite dark. Um, but they're a good little label aftershock. I, I really like their stuff. You know, Mike, Mike Martz, who I believe you've met, um, is a terrific guy uh, from all accounts. Used to be a DC, used to run a lot of the Batman books. Um, and, and he's doing such a great job over here at Aftershock along with the whole team. So congrats to them on this. That's the Lion in the Eagle. That's available at uh, all good comic stores now. Um Liz, can we just point out that don't you have a connection to Battlefields? A sort of, uh... I do, I do, you know. So, that's... if you can track it down, do you mind if I tell people? Go ahead. Um, if you can track it down, um, you may find that one of the characters is it the Night Witches? Ah, uh, yes, 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 it's so the Night Witches, the Night Witches storyline, uh gracing the cover and indeed is one of the characters is it one of the characters well no just the covers just, just the, the covers, covers. so great gracing the covers of uh uh a run two of the covers night, which is two covers mm -hmm. uh drawn by our our very good pal gary leach who is is one of the best artists that i think the uk ever produced um you will see a familiar face although not a familiar hairstyle um yeah. or color our very own Liz Jordan is uh, is on. Yeah, you 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 can go blonde on that. Did you did you ever consider going blonde? For... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so but Liz I did. I did. On... You know. Yeah, I did pose for a uh, a cover. Um, you know, which uh, uh, 
was the first cover uh, of the mm. Night Witches book, and um, and they used it for um, I think a couple different editions of yeah. you know, the the, the collected yeah. battlefields. And uh, but anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it's great claim to fame claim to fame uh, to have because I, you know fact, obviously Garth Ennis is one of my favorite writers, yeah. um, you know, and Gary's one of my favorite artists and my good pal um, yeah. who I miss and would love to talk to you. Um, I, I, yeah, I really want to get in touch with Gary. I really want to kind of take him out for a pint again. Um, I think he is trying to get in touch with us, and we're trying to get in touch with him. It's just taken a bit longer than than either of us anticipated. So sorry, Gary, if you're watching this, I, I, you know I am really sorry. Feel free to text me and kick me up the backside and, and remind me to, to text you. Um, and uh, I, I think I can't remember if uh, our pal Jason Atomic gave Gary your number, but I will send it to Gary. <laughs> I'll try and do that today. Um, so, yeah, Lion and the Eagle available now. Uh, Battlefields, I'm sure you can find in your local comic store. Um, you can grab that that special edition Liz Jordan cover. Um, there is also we've got to talk about Iron Fist, Liz. I mean. This has been yeah. like a huge book this week. Mm -hmm. um, before yeah, we, we get into, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was going to say on you know uh, at that sea we we sold out on the day. Mm. Same that gosh, but I think part of that might be because of a, a little thing called allocation. Now I don't know if any any of the readers out there know about allocation, but what happens is with allocation, uh, the distributor will often you could order two hundred copies of a book, for example. <laughs> And if for some reason they can't supply you with 200 copies, they will say to you, no, you can only have this many. And they'll do that across the board to every shop so that every shop only gets a certain amount. Um, and and this, I don't know what happened or why it happened, but this is what happened with, with Iron Fist this week, which has then made it instantly this sort of sought after collector's item and apparently going for stupid money. Um, I, I said to a pal of ours, I think Harry was was like, oh, I'm going up to pick up my comics. And I was like, oh, yeah, just don't try and get Iron Fist. You know? <laughs> and I think he had a quick look online. He was like, oh, Jesus, yeah, it's going for for stupid money. Um, so that that's what happened with that. But you, you, you managed to get hold of a copy, Liz, and you managed to read it. I did. I couldn't. I, did. I couldn't. So I'm I'm kind of all ears as to, to what the book is Ah, like. okay. So you haven't read it. No, I oh, couldn't wow. get a okay. copy for love nor money. Okay. Well, um, I, I mean, uh, are we going full spoilers here? Because a big part of this is who is yeah, the new um, Iron Fist. I think I think it's kind of been spoiled. Um, okay. Well, it was, you know, it, I think people were speculating real hard mm. about who it might be. And I think there were some people going, being, oh, it's... Shang-Chi, um, but it, it it wasn't, right? I mean... Right. I think I think a big, you know, I think the character it did turn out to be was um, one of, you know, the, the characters that everybody thought it would be. Um, right. So I think it was a, a choice that people were uh, kind of anticipating and also satisfied with. Um, and, uh, I mean, are we, how do you feel about me telling you about it? Because, honestly, that's uh, it's going to be hard not to... To talk about uh, it, I'm but... I'm fine with it. Um, like audience, obviously, I'm sorry to say this to you, but if you want to drop out for a few minutes, I'll turn the volume down on us. But why would you want to? Um, if you want to drop out and uh, turn the volume down, um, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up when you can come back on. Um, 
it obviously a bit difficult for the podcast listeners. <laughs> Give us about five minutes. Um, so we're going to go full spoiler with this. Uh, right. Liz, uh, okay. who, who is the new Iron Fist? Okay, so, um, so before I get to that bit, um, okay. uh, let's just preface it by saying that, okay, um, Danny Rand, and you know, I haven't read where this happens, but it's explained quite well in the beginning. Mm. Um, relinquished uh, his uh, his power as the Iron Fist in order to save the world. Um, so he no longer, um, you know, possesses the power of the Iron Fist. Um, he does, however, you know, he still retains all of his uh, his great knowledge and abilities in Kung Fu. Um, so he's not powerless, but uh, but he he is no longer the Iron Fist. Um, and, you know, so it, we, we kind of begin the issue uh, with Danny. Um, he's trying to rush to meet up with Luke Cage and he kind of winds up in a fight with this demon who just kind of, you know, uh, uh, attacks him in the street. Mm. Um, and uh, followed closely behind um, is, uh, you know, a stranger wearing the Iron Fist costume. And, you know, and Danny, you know, sort of they, they sort of team up but quite reluctantly on the new Iron Fist part who, you know, who won't reveal his identity or, you know, why he uh, is wearing the outfit and why he has the power, which is, um, you know, is, is kind of sputtering on and off like his, his fists, mm. you know, it, you know, it, he doesn't seem have to have uh, full control of the power. And, um, and, you know, w when Danny tries to sort of, you know, say, look, let's work together. I can help you. He just runs off and, um, and uh but we do um you know then then sort of follow along with him and discover um that he is a character that uh that some readers will be familiar with i mean um uh and he, this he's he's not a character that i had been familiar with okay. he's a relatively new character um he was introduced in one of marvel's chinese language only books um called right. uh yeah called what was it called um i have it written down in fact because i you know it's not one that i've ever read warriors of the three sovereigns okay um but then he also appeared in um in an agent of atlas title if you recall there were like um a lot of uh like these, sure. these chinese you know uh mm. centric books coming out in the last couple of years and um, and in fact i think is it Arrow pops has popped up in the first arc of um, Kurt Busiek's The Marvels, which is currently running, you know, it's an ongoing series running through Marvel that, that kind of uses characters from all over the timeline. And uh, it, it's actually a very interesting book. Um, to, to, so, you know, do take a look at that. But yeah, uh, I do remember the, the right. book you, you were... Yeah. So this character um, is called uh, Lin Lee or mm -hmm. Lin Lai, I'm not sure, but, um, uh, and he is the sword master. Um, so there was right. a sword master book. Which um, was, and there was, but the sword master previously has been Jack DeCane, who we, we would know from the. Well, no, that's the swordsman. Swords. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm yeah, sorry. Different, yeah. different character entirely, different but, character. um, Thank but you. he does have a, uh, a, Marvel he has a, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. a magical sword that is a divine weapon, um, mm. that, you know, he has been wielding. Um, it's called the, uh, sword of Funzi, I believe. Mm. And, um, you know, it was, a you know, sort of passed through his family and, 
Um, but recently, and you know, I don't, uh, I can't claim to know where, which book this happened in, um, it shattered and some of the shards of it became embedded in his hands, which is like why I'm kind of theorizing that he, um, you know, his, his sort of, uh, iron fist powers are shuddering on and right. off okay. and, uh, and he's trying to collect the shards, but also these demons, um, you know, like the one that attacked, uh, Danny Rand in the beginning of the issue are also after these shards and everyone seems to be after these shards, um, you know, because they're, you know, imbued with such power and he is trying to find them all to rebuild the sword. Um, but you know, he's, he hasn't been completely successful. And, um, and he also doesn't really know, how, or it seems that he doesn't really know how he became the Iron Fist. Mm. Um, you know, that part hasn't been revealed yet. Um, we do know that he had like a near-death experience. And it seems that when he woke up, he, he had the powers, powers of the Iron Fist. And, um, and so all of that is yet to be explained. But he's a very likable character. I have to say, this is the first time I've read him in anything. And right away, I like him. I want to know more about him. I, you know, I... I really feel like, okay, this character, like, you know, I'm, I'm very satisfied, um, you know, with him in the position as the new Iron Fist. And I like that they have Danny there um, as a potential mentor for him, you know, because they haven't just cast Danny aside, you know, yeah. which. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to ask. Yeah. Did, no, Danny. Were they moving be, him into that sort of position? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, that's what it seems they're going to go for. And, you know, so I was pleased to see. Um, to see Danny, you know, and there was like a some funny banter, you know, over the phone with him and Luke Cage at the beginning of the issue. So I hope we'll see more of Luke Cage as well. Um, but one of my, you know, one of my thoughts about this, um, and I think uh, that's going to be on a lot of people's minds, is um, is how this could play into the MCU, uh, because I always think about that uh, when I read anything. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, surprise. But, uh, but I mean, I re <laughs> when the Iron Fist series came out, there was a lot of uh, sort of outcry from fans saying, look, you've just missed an opportunity to mm. introduce an Asian character um, into your universe. Why, you know, why, why didn't you make this tweak? And, you know, I at the time, it's like, OK, I can see what you're saying. But if we're going with the character who everyone knows is the Iron Fist, that is Danny Rand. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Right. And so I, I felt like, okay, you know, um, I, I understand your position, but I also, you know, I, I like Danny Rand, so I want to see Danny Rand. Um, but I think what they're doing here that could have like a knock-on effect for the MCU is um, by introducing this character canonically as the Iron Fist, you know, maybe giving Danny as his mentor. We already know that uh, some of this Netflix stuff is creeping back into the MCU. Mm. Um, you know, they're actually taking all the Marvel shows off Netflix. Um, which is, you know, kind of crazy. That's, you know, I think there's, there's a couple of weeks left and then it's all being taken down and who knows where it will reappear. I, well, I, I suspect it will reappear. On well, Disney yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would suspect it too, but it is, remember that it's Disney plus, remember that it's Disney, you know, those shows are very dark. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, but uh, that that's kind <laughs> of what, what star is for um i also think the film we don't have star as far as i know no, that's right you guys have hulu right which is so we we over here in the uk and in a lot of other territories star is is similar to hulu and, and does all the kind of adult shows um i i think they'll either go there or they will simply add them on to the marvel roster and say hey these are for adults, right. uh, you know, exercise caution. But I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. But what, yeah. 
so so yeah, you know sorry, but please. but uh you know really what I, you know, what I was thinking when I was reading this was like, okay, so if you want to have your cake and eat it too, um, you know, if you do want to introduce, you know, reintroduce, um, you know, uh, Danny Rand or, or, or the Iron Fist, uh, mm -hmm. rather into, um, you know, the, the MCU, uh, you could do so by, you know, and, and also, you know, people didn't particularly embrace, um, the Iron Fist series, uh, and, and, you know, the, and, you know, not a lot of people were crazy about Finn Jones, uh, as, you yeah. know, as it, the Iron Fist and, and I, you know, I, I, I liked, you know, I liked the Iron Fist show. It wasn't my favorite, but, um, but a lot of people really, really didn't like it. So, you know, depending on what they want to do, they could either just, you know, introduce this character as the Iron Fist, or they could bring Finn Jones in, you know, have him lose the power and, and tell this story, um, you know, on screen um, yeah, or in totally. one of the TV series, you know, the, the Disney plus shows. And, and that's the way they could, you know, could actually kind of give the fans what they originally wanted, which is a Chinese um, actor in the role yeah, of the Iron Fist. Uh, and I'm, I'm all for kind of redressing that balance. I, I do agree with you that for, for those first Iron Fist series, he, he needed to be Danny Rand um, because you can't redress a balance that an imbalance that isn't there so you, you would have had to need it anyway to, to be able to redress it later on I think um, and, and you know it, it I actually thought they were kind of good shows I like the character I, I kind of got into the character just before we did the Iron Fist series on on um, for frame by frame back when way back when we were doing those uh i i read a bunch of iron fist and i really enjoyed it and in fact yeah. I got some of it here like the iron fist the living weapon series by by kerry andrews which was an amazing series and, and, and yeah. you know, one of those runs that I'm, I'm gutted to have missed and of course i'm now desperate to try and get the brew baker fraction uh is it lark who did the art for that that run um yeah that was really good the immortal mm. iron fist which is yes. uh which is the one that i read and i really enjoyed a lot yeah um, i don't and own the, it but uh but i i did read it and really liked it a lot and i would re recommend it to anyone if yeah. they're interested in getting into you know into the character yeah as with a lot of marvel really good marvel stuff it, it remains currently out of print uh, but I think it's coming back. I've got a feeling. I'm sure I remember reading somewhere. At least it's, it's coming back in some sort of omnibuy thing. So, do you, like, is this a series, a Marvel series that you think you will stick with? Um, or... I think I'll, I'll 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 keep reading. You know, like I, I definitely want to see what happens in the next mm. issue. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm not a big Iron Fist reader, particularly. I haven't read a, an Iron Fist series in a while, but. Uh, but I, you know, I was compelled by this character, you know, I mm. want to see where it goes. I think, you know, um, this is a cool direction that I definitely, as I said, see having, um, you know, potential, um, to make its way into the MCU. He is in fact a student of, uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, so, oh, wow. okay. so, it, you know, it, it could work mm. that he shows up in the next Shang-Chi film or, you know, um, it really depends on how they, how mm. they want to play it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm on board. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they handle that stuff, as you say, in the MCU, because I, I actually, like, there's a lot of stuff I'm surprised they haven't rushed into, 
Um, and then there's some stuff where they're just plucking things wildly from, you know, various comics. And, and, and you know, it is part of the culture we're in. We're living in a remix culture. That's that's just what we do now. We, you know, we're not necessarily interested in, in kind of this hard and fast. It's this order. It's that order, you know. So that's completely understandable. Um, we should give the thumbs I, up to our uh, our, you know patient uh reader uh viewers who uh may have switched off their sound by the way yeah oh um, god yeah so thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if um, anybody has but just in case um let's hope not let's hope not. yeah we're out of spoiler um, territory so yeah um so it, it's a good book i i definitely uh I'm, I'm keen to try and actually get a copy i hope some of them kind of turn back up at work because obviously you do get I'm standing order customers who you get it put in their box as a uh, a kind of would you like to try this based on what what, what else they've brought which i'm sure you guys do um and, and some of them will be like no i don't want to try it, and you'll get it back yeah. so i'm 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 hoping that oh, at least I mean, one comes back be and multiple I can read printings it. of this i'm sure yeah know. um so well i i just want to i just want to read it i think um I just want to move on now, if we can, to uh, Victor Santos's um, uh, Until My Knuckles Bleed. Now, this is a new book on Behemoth, who are a relatively new label, as I understand. I don't often get a chance to get their books. Um, they're all very striking-looking books. Uh, you know, they're, they're employing artists like Santos, who, who are just doing some very fascinating stuff. Um, do you remember Polar, Liz? Yeah. So, uh, Victor Santos is the guy that did Polar and, and all those incumbent books and has had, of course, great success, I believe, with the Netflix uh, film that span out of that, starring Mads Mikkelsen. Um, you can see an example of his art if you're watching on the video just here and here. It's a very kind of confident, dynamic, you know, style he uses all the negative space really well you can see like this stuff here uh obviously <laughs> the audience might not be able to see where my mouse is going but <laughs> for lizzie's benefit <laughs> there's all this kind of wide open space on the uh the kind of top left of the the panel there um he it is a very frank miller-esque style um and I think there is this kind of school now. And I've only just realized it really that uh, of artists like Danny. Um, do you remember her work? Oh, like yeah, her yeah. Really she's, yeah. She's, uh, well, mm -hmm. she's doing Arkham, Arkham Asylum right now. Um, Arkham City. Arkham City. Sorry, you're, you're, you're right. Thank you. Uh, Victor Santos, a few others whose, whose style is very Miller esque. Um, and you kind of can trace those roots back to Kirby in a way. Uh, but this for me is closer to Miller. So the book starts off with these kind of black and white flashbacks to the 90s when uh, the lead character, Gavin Hart, was a, a, a kind of superhero in the sort of 90s image mold. Um, and that's what it, it kind of, it, the, the notes it kind of hits. You know, the costume superheroes with lots of uh, pockets and straps on their outfits and, you know, the very dynamic, big Frazetta-style frames and, and all this kind of thing. Um, but then it jumps forward to Detroit in the modern day, and he's no longer a superhero. He's kind of aged out of being a superhero. He's still huge. He's a big guy. 
and he's kind of serving as a security guard, a, a strip club, which is fascinating because from a guy who kind of looked like he fought crime now to a guy who works for Russian gangsters in a strip club. And it, it, it's such a fascinating angle to look at the aging superhero um, trope from. Right. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. So you've you've gone completely 180 way, from yeah. where you were before, yeah. Um, and, you know, Santos's work is very luminous in its art. Like, the, the colours are beautiful. I, I think he did this whole book. Like, I think he's literally done everything. So yeah. in pens, inks, writing, colours, letters, the lot. Um, and, and, and it's kind of got this wonderful air of desperation and sadness about it. Like, he, he meets with his, his ex-wife, who apparently he's had, like, an amicable divorce from, and he pays her, you know, uh, uh, alimony, but by choice just to kind of keep her happy and, and secure. Um, and, you know, she's aging and her body is failing. He's, he's, he's aging. Um, and, and they, they still have sex quite regularly, but it's just like this thing where they're pals and, you know, and, and it's just like this, there's this kind of wonderful air of, of sadness about it. And he's kind of cybernetic. So he's had, stuff done to his body and his arms to make him more powerful, which the people who were kind of set in, you know, controlling his superhero group have taken from him, I guess, when his contract ended. So they're basically contract soldiers um, and treated like celebrities for however many years they're, they're running for. And then, you know, they get put out to pasture. And, you know, he works in the strip club, and the the women there love him because he's respectful and doting. And there's just this incredible air of the quiet life of desperation about it. And I, this is radically different from other things I've seen where you deal with the post-superhero world or the post-superhero life of characters who were once superheroes. Um, so I'm going to highly recommend that. Do you, do you have a pick of the week? Before we move into uh, I, well, I think for me it would have been Iron Fist. I, I right. did really enjoy Iron Fist, um, uh, so that that would be my pick of the week. I'm I'm kind of torn, really torn between until my knuckles bleed and Lion and, and the Eagle. Uh, so I'm gonna say until my knuckles bleed. I think I uh, that's that's uh, um, definitely the the book of the week for me, just because it really caught me by surprise. Um, so I highly recommend that. You know, it's a you know, it's quite a simple $4 issue, first issue. It should be available at sort of sort of better stocked comic shops. You know, gosh, got a few in. Funnily enough, I was actually going to grab a copy myself. I saw it and I was like, oh, this looks good. But um, I, do you know what? I'd like to get your your view on it. Uh, so if you manage to, to have a read, you know, yeah. give me a shout next week and we'll uh, we'll chat about it because I, I would love to get your, your opinion on, on it. Um, and it's all, all kind of done in this sort of broken English uh, style because obviously Gavin, I think, is Russian. His bosses are Russian. A lot of the girls in the strip club are Russian. So that, like, you, you're just you've just got to kind of follow follow on with this heavily punctuated, you know, no pronouns, just bang, 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 <laughs> just the necessary words. 
I really like it. So it feels very slight, but he packs a lot in. And I, I'm I'm actually going to try and get. I, I wouldn't normally pick up a Behemoth series. Sorry, guys. It's just it's nothing personal. It's just as you try and filter out what you're buying and how much you've got to spend each week. But I'm going to give this a go. I think, I, and I'm going to going to try for issue two and, and beyond. Um, so yeah, that's my my pick of the week. Uh, I, I think not a bad week in comics. It's been a very quiet week. Fine week in comics. <laughs> the word the words we'll we'll put on your tombstone. <laughs> we should. Do you know what? I think we should get t-shirts made. Uh, yeah, that, you know, and I make hate, them orderable you know. in the store. Fine week in comics, uh, mm-hmm. uh, guys. If you want to see t-shirts <laughs> with <laughs> Lizzie's uh, patented <laughs> slogan, "A fine week in comics," <laughs> plastered all over it. Uh, do give me a shout and I'll I'll try and make that happen. I, I think that's something we can make happen with. I hate you know, I support it. Um wholeheartedly. I, uh, what is it not? We could do a fine week in comics on the front and then across the back, what we could have is all our uh, our alter egos that we've used for every every show so far. Uh, it's quite a few. It is. We have 14 episodes on the first season. We're now three episodes here, so 17 episodes. I think there's been about 15 alter egos. There are a couple of episodes where I got caught out and just couldn't be bothered. Uh, I, do, I don't plan those out, by the way. I just come up with them when I switch. When I switch the camera on. Um, so all those comics available at Gosh Comics uh, in the UK, in London. Uh, also available at that's entertainment, That's entertainment in Western Massachusetts, yeah. if you happen to be in either of those places. Uh, if you're not, don't worry. There are other comic shops around. There is a sort of list of uh, preferred comic shops on in on the uh, Comic Crush website you can check out. Uh, I am going to add to that list when I have some time. Um, so, Liz, we've got to talk about the trailer before we go tonight. We do. We do. I mean, you know, and um, uh, I, could, I could spend a whole episode talking about this, but we'll try and do it quickly. Um, uh, it's, you know, uh, a lot to talk about. A lot happens in this, uh, you know, how, how long was this trailer? About two minutes. Yeah. Um, two, two and a half minutes. Give or take. Like yeah. Mm. Um, but a lot happens. Um, and, uh, it is, you know, it is just densely packed with, uh, with speculator, you know, sort of, uh, fodder. I mean, you know, there's just all sorts of stuff to, uh, to chew so on. The, the the first thing I mean that we we I think we should talk about is we see uh, more of America Chavez, uh, which I I loved. Um, played by uh, Sochi Gomez, and do, I I, don't, I like I did not know about, much about her character to start with. Um, apparently, she has dimension. Punching she's, like she, has, she can punch yeah, holes in she, dimensions. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Basically, um, that's that's kind of her her main power is uh is the ability the ability to um to yes basically punch her way into different dimensions. Um, is which, this a character you know? You know? Have you? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, I mean, she's. She uh, was one of the main characters in Karen Gillan's Young Avengers series. Right. Okay. Um, which is where I'm most familiar with her. But she'd been around, you know. Uh, since before that, uh, I think she first turned up in like 2011. I want to say something like that. Right. Um, okay. <clears throat> but uh, and there's, she, there's the currently running series, I believe. Uh, there is. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think she has an ongoing at the moment. But uh, I, I thought there was. Oh, maybe it was a mini. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I know I've definitely seen an American, you know, because I do the the count every week. <laughs> Gosh, I've definitely counted off <laughs> many right. uh, Chavez issues. Um, but like to, to character you're kind of familiar with and you you like, yeah. I mean, I, I presume. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm very excited to see her here. Mm-hmm. I think that she she would fit perfectly into the premise of this film because obviously we're talking multiverses and yeah, you know, uh, dimension hopping. And I think the idea is that that she's actually come from a different dimension. Um, so she's from a different version of the MCU uh, than the one that, that Stephen Strange normally inhabits. Um, and we see her battling kind of giant, weird creatures. Now, by all accounts, this is going to be, I mean, it's being billed as a horror film. Um, it, yeah, and I think that's very much the tone that, like, uh, Sam Raimi, you know, wanted to take. Um, you know, and he, of course... Um, Sam Raimi, you know, his history is as a horror director, mm. um, you know, so, uh, so I, I think that he has both sensibilities to sort of do a superhero film, obviously with his, you know, his history with Spider-Man and also a horror movie. So, uh, so that's really exciting. I think, um, you know, it's, it's ever since, um, you know, uh, there was any kind of discussion about the second Doctor Strange movie it's always been talked about as being a horror film even before Scott Derrickson left yeah um and one of the other things that you know that still kind of seems to be lingering and you know uh potentially happening from you know the discussions about what Scott Derrickson wanted to do is Nightmare and the Nightmare Dimension um which you know the opening of the trailer is is Stephen Strange talking about you know uh the fact that he has nightmares every night and what that alludes to um you know and, and we uh, and we do see the kind of zombie-esque strange who, who is like the kind see, of nightmare strange we have like basically the what if series is now like canon yeah um you know it's it's you know so you get all these things from the what ifs you get the the you know the zombie strange and wanda you get um the uh evil doctor strange um you know from uh from that great episode, um, mm. you know, what if uh, he lost his heart instead of his hands? Or um, uh, you get uh, numerous, numerous, you know, um, nods I, uh, to what if. I think they've managed to make uh, Cumberpatch look like Ben Affleck in some of those shots. And, and I, I, I kind of want to trademark now uh, Ben Affleck uh, Cumberpatch as a, <laughs> as a thing. That's going to be... <laughs> There you go. There's the there's the second comic crush T-shirt coming your way. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, we see various Doctor Strangers, uh, as you say. Like um, the the things that kind of interested me is that so there's been some wild talk about the trailer. Um, first of all, a thing that came up a few weeks back was, oh, Tom Cruise is going to pop up as. As Superior Iron Man. Man. Superior Superior Iron Man, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, And we do see a sort of superior-styled world with the Iron Legion, who are looking very Ultron-like. Are that is that the Iron Legion? I wasn't sure. I thought it was just some Ultron sort of entries. I think they're apparently supposed to be the Iron Legion. There's also a character that pops up. We, we see this sort of glowing figure, a very powerful figure who, who kind of fights against America Chavez, I believe, in, in one scene or seems to. Now, everyone immediately Which jumps looks, on the... Yeah, yeah like looks an, very like much Iron like... Man. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was. I mean, I, I was, okay. Sorry. Yeah. There's there's been back and forth about this. So so the initial reports kind of were like, hey, this is an Iron Man version. This is Supreme Iron Man. This is Tom Cruise in that. Like, look at the pose. Look at that. That's a Tom Cruise. But you know, this, there's, so there, was there was some fan that. art that looked actually really good. Yeah. Um. You know that like with uh with Tom Cruise uh in the Superior Iron Man costume, um, oh, which I, I actually think that would be a, like a you know if, if you're gonna have anyone but Downey Jr uh play tony stark you know tom cruise like come on that's you know like an all universe well, version he, of tony stark that's just brilliant was, and it would made, also uh sorry, it would on. also work within the context of what we do see which is um you know or what we believe we see which seems pretty obvious at this point to me uh which mm. is the illuminati which you know uh you know tony stark uh was He's a member of yeah a, a member of yeah now before we get into some of that Illuminati stuff, because there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Oh. Uh, the, so there have been, since then, close-ups of the character, the glowing figure character, who then some have said, oh, maybe it's like a, a Captain Marvel-esque figure. That's now, what I thought. In the close-ups, that, that person's a person of colour. So Monica. Monica yeah, Rambo. Could I be Monica Rambo. Captain Marvel. Although, to, to me, it kind of looks like Don Cheadle. <laughs> In the shot, I mean, they're very grainy, horrible shots. Obviously, you know, okay. you're, you're dealing. Oh, with... so you thought it was an Iron Man costume? I thought it could have been. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I make no pretense of being in the know or having any knowledge that that you don't have or anyone else doesn't. Have. Right. I mean, you um, can't really see who it is no. or even the costume or anything, as you say. But my um, read on it was that it was uh, like a Monica Rambo Captain can Marvel. I, can I? Just give my reasons for for thinking that the the Tom Cruise stuff is hokum. Okay, go ahead. And I I know there's precedent for this being, you know, discounted as well. So he has said in the past about superhero films because people have asked him about, you know, why aren't you doing superhero films? And he's just like, yeah, well, I am. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I Mission do, Impossible. I do Mission that. Impossible, uh, and I actually think in their construction and story wise and and. And stunts and things, they are far superior to a lot of the, to most of the superhero movies. To okay, honest. well, I know that's, that's your opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> God, here we go. <laughs> Heaven forbid <laughs> that there be a different opinion to yours about me and MCU. Anyway, that, carry that, on. Carry is on. Other All than right. a glowing review and support of the of the MCU, the cult that is the MCU. Um, but, of which I am fan club president. Yeah. <laughs> and treasurer. Um, but um there's like i i don't think he would I, i'm just not sure it, like I, I think his thing would just literally be are you having a laugh mate i'm tom cruise <laughs> i'm not doing this <laughs> like, I, I don't just, know that i, I agree with that because i actually think big. well i don't know that i agree with that because especially if it was within the context of like a one-off film where he could play like iron man yeah. and yeah, then okay. be let off the hook afterwards you know i just think that that's totally a tom cruise thing to do I, um, I, I and I he's say... been known to make like cameos in like small films and like weird uh small roles like you know yeah. for example in um tropic thunder or whatever you know mm. i mean it, yeah he's tom cruise but he also seems to be quite you know you, quite you know, willing uh... to kind of throw himself into things that you you wouldn't necessarily think would appeal to him do you know that Tom um, Cruise is in the first uh, Young Guns 
no, I did not know yeah. that. But so he's in, he's in the first Young Guns, and the reason he's in the first Young Guns is because he's actually really good pals with Emilio Estevez, which is why Emilio Estevez is in the the early parts of the first Mission Impossible. Anyway, uh, boring trivia. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about the Tom Cruise thing. I, I think I, hoping... I hope it happens. I actually think that would be super cool. Yeah, but I'm um, also like, prepared uh, for it I, to not be true. Yeah, but I, I you um, know, but as a fan theory, I really like it, and I think it could be really cool. Um, but um, but why don't we talk about the new Illuminati? Um, you know, so uh, that that aspect of the trailer. Obviously, the really huge thing coming out of the Illuminati. Um, right, is, the thing that everybody voice, went absolutely yeah. bananas over. So, we, so we um, hear this voice say something like, "Shouldn't we just tell them?" You know, they're faced with Doctor Strange. We tell them the truth. Shouldn't we tell them the truth? And that voice sounds very much like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. So the the general scuttlebutt that is, look, hey, we're going to get the X Men somehow yeah which um, that I like i mean everybody has been wondering how are you going to introduce the x-men how is it going to make sense that the x-men haven't gotten involved in you know in all these like you know uh, uh attacks from thanos and you know and everything you know how, how are you going to legitimize that and the very obvious answer here is like okay so it's got to be the multiverse and hmm. wanda um and you know all of that makes perfect sense and also i mean <laughs> The, the thing is, it gives them license to bring back actors like Hugh Jackman for, as you say, like for just one film. And then, oh, yeah, you're completely free from the contract because then there's mm -hmm. going to be another multiverse version of you uh, right. somewhere down the line. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they won't bother with that version of Wolverine. Maybe what we'll get is X-23. Maybe uh, we'll get older. both. That's the thing. Yeah. You get, you know, in this kind of a premise, you could get both, and and you could have your cake and eat it too. The way that they did with Spider-Man: No Way Home, you know, you get to, you know, sort of like see your old faves again before you know you're shifted into um, a new cast, and and they may very well cherry pick um, existing actors, you know, from that universe uh, to take with them into this one. We don't know yet. Um, you know, we, it Very could true. be that we have, uh, you know, more Patrick Stewart and more Ian McKellen or more um, James McAvoy and um, Michael Fassbender. You know, who knows? Uh, they could do that if they want to, or they could just completely abandon, you know, uh, like that, you know, the Fox X-Men, um, you know, cast and start from scratch. But I think yeah. in a film like this, it would be their way of, you know, of wrapping that up in a nice way. and. And letting you see some of those characters again, potentially. I, I think they'll they could they could pull from the whole thing, and I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we see you know Anna Paquin's Rogue come back with um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique at some point, and you know, like I, I think they'll they'll kind of say just cherry pick from from across that that whole timeline. Mm -hmm. And Feige has you know he said the whole thing is canon now. Right. Doesn't matter. Whole thing's canon. Yeah. Um, so it, I think what people really want, when we talk about bringing things into canon and, and, and all this, what we actually want is we want to see Feige make those films. Yeah. And, and that's do. the man whose fingerprints we want on it, ultimately. Yeah. Um, so... I, I think that's the the kind of whole drive behind it, behind this kind of willingness to to throw everything into the pot. Um, 
I, I'm I, cool with that too. I, I, I've been less than impressed with the, the first roster of MCU. Not less than impressed. I, I, I think they're... I, I think it's been a really interesting start for the MCU, not helped by the pandemic. For, for you, mean, you mean in and, like the, the post-Endgame well, um, yeah. uh, yeah. speed of film? Uh, uh, now, also, that reminds me, before we just deal with the very last thing in the trailer we've got to talk about, which is Wanda, um, did you hear this statement from Feige this week saying that, okay, so he said that the Avengers films are done. The Endgame was the last Avengers film, and there won't okay. be any more Avengers films, or words to that effect. Okay. Um, which is kind of an interesting, you know, it's. I of mean, course, that, 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 that does allow for things like Secret Avengers and, you know, and yeah. Young Avengers. So, mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it's, it's interesting to kind of put a definitive stamp on it and say, no, no, this is, that's it. I think that that's an interesting move and I actually mm. kind of like it in a, in a way because um because at this point you know like I was saying to somebody at work um you know we were chatting about the trailer and you know I was like okay look at this movie that everybody just lost their minds over the trailer for um what it technically is and I mean you've got like you know Batman movie with an amazing looking trailer happening in a week or two you know yeah. and that's Batman and what people, uh, you know, then have gone way more bananas over uh, is mm. technically Doctor Strange 2, the yeah. sequel to a 2016 film that, like, you know, was uh, considered by and large to be, like, a fairly, you know, kind of inconsequential, you know, entry yeah. at the time. And this is well, a that's... sequel to that movie that's taking place five years later or whatever, uh, six years later, uh, thereabouts. Uh, and like it's gonna blow people's minds you know and it's so it's like you don't have to have avengers movies it's like the way that um technically civil war was captain america 3 yeah it's like sure. you know that was a big bombastic spectacle this is going to be a big bombastic spectacle you don't have to call it an avengers movie for it to be you know uh huge i mean that's you know that's that's the power of marvel at this point um is that you know it really doesn't matter what the movie is called uh, it just matters, you know, which um, piece of the puzzle it is, you know, because they actually have mastered continuity um, and, you know, and at this point they can do big, big things, um, you know, with their sequels. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and it doesn't need the Avengers, you know, label on it for people to, you know, yeah, to go to it in droves. And even to a certain degree, I think the main characters in the films are becoming inconsequential because what people really want are all these other characters to appear and to these other things to happen. And so I think you're absolutely right there. Um, uh, uh, I, I wonder if, <laughs> in a way, eventually it will become like the like Boba Fett, where it's just, you know, the rumour is that Boba Fett will make an appearance in his own show this week. <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest, I just think that, uh, you know, I very much expect this to be a Doctor Strange movie. But as you no, said, sure, as, as you were sure. about to say, um, we need to talk about Wanda. Yes, yeah, so we do need to put something far more exciting that's happened in the last few minutes, though, Liz, because uh, 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 Steph's put the heating on. 
So I can feel the radiator warming up nicely next to me. It's quite cold here at the moment. The weather's awful. Um, also getting very stormy is, uh, of, of course, Wonder. Now, I think we are going to, of course, can see multiple versions of Wonder in this as well. Um, yeah. And I, you know, that it's kind of tying up those loose ends from uh, Wonder Vision. Westview and Wonder Vision. Yeah. Um, because at least in what looks like the early stages of the movie, she, she proves to be an ally to, to Dr. Strange. She, you know, she kind of tells him about the, the multiverse, but also maybe there's something darker going on there. Cause we kind of see that turn in the trailer. And we've seen Wanda that where we left her, she was um, basically immersing herself in the dark magic of the dark. Yeah. World. Um, so, and you know, we get a very definitive line from her in this, you know, which is like, you know, Oh, you, you know, you change the world and you know everyone sees you as a as a hero mm -hmm. and uh when i do it uh you know i become the villain you know that doesn't seem fair does it no um so you know what what is that you know what is that going to mean yeah does she I, I like, become the villain i it's entirely possible like is she then you know could wonder in theory be the next thanos do you know what I mean? Like I mean, she's true. she's got the power level. Yeah. You know? um, but I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I have hopes that somewhere along the line we'll get Blade. We will. Um, kind of popping up in this. But I mean, in this in this movie. Oh, in this particular movie. Maybe. Suggestions. It's possible. Because that seems to be taking a long time. I, I don't know if it's, it's got to do with... Or they, they're waiting for um, Moon Knight to introduce those. those Quite aspects. possibly, yeah. Um, because Blade again, is more street level. I don't really see yeah. him popping up in multiverse. Um, you um, know, I think that but, it's you possible, know, but, uh, you know. He, he was there in the Dark Hole miniseries recently in in, uh, in, in the comics. True. So it, it's it's not. But, yeah, I, I think it works better as a street level character. But maybe we're waiting for Moon Knight, which, of course, got its second TV spot as well. Um, you can find all these trailers, by the way, on the Comic Crush website. They're all there for you now. Um, just head to the homepage and all the listings are there. Um, and let us like, know what yeah, you thought about the trailer. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. well, do tell uh, us, do tell us, do tell us. Um, because I, I, I really want to hear from people on this. Um, I haven't had too much dialogue with people about this because I knew we were going to talk about it this week. Um, so drop us, some, drop us a line in the comments and let us know how you're feeling about those trailers. Uh, also, the Lord of the Rings trailer is on, which isn't comics, but pff, I don't care. Um, that That's worth taking a look at. I'm kind of curious to see what will happen with that. Um, also, big news on Downey Jr. this week. I don't know if you, you, you've heard this. It kind of broke today. But Downey Jr. and Shane Black are getting together again uh, to do a series based on the Parker books for Amazon. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Um the, the really interesting part about it, though, is that apparently Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Parker, which is not something I see personally. But I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm open to to wait until the thing's done and ready. Right. I have been dying to see a series based on these books for years. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be first. First in line to, to see that when it comes on. Um, also, Batman. Uh, Liz and I do, do have to sort out the date we're going to do Batman. Um, I'm hoping to do something special for Batman, which is I'm hoping to get all four 
uh, co-hosts together. Uh, so myself, Liz, Keith, and Nikki uh, been broaching that subject with Nikki, along with Peacemaker, which which Nikki and I are planning to do at some stage, if it ever bloody comes to the UK. Where is Peacemaker, Warner Brothers? Why isn't it in this country? Like, what the fuck? Like, where wow. is, where's the show? Like, I don't, there's no reason. Uh, although apparently it is a contractual thing. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm dying for it. Now that the finale's been done in the US, have you watched any of it, Liz? You, you've seen uh, I've of watched it? a bit, yeah. I, right. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not caught up. So I'm, I'm hoping that they, they drop all eight or ten episodes, whatever it is, and that Nikki and I, because Nikki's watched it, and um, we, we were having a long chat the other day, and she was like, have you seen Peacemaker yet? And I'm like, no, because it just isn't in this country. I don't, I don't really want to uh, find it by other means. Um, I, I, you know, I want to watch it on, on TV that I'm paying for. So, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully that'll, that'll come back out, and Nikki will be back on for that, and for Batman, along with Keith and Liz. Uh, we have to arrange the, the date for Batman. We've gone well over the hour tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, it, it's been lovely seeing and talking to you, as always, Liz. Um, I hope you'll be back for next week. Uh, you know, I hope you survive the the, the coming onslaught of the multiverse and all the things <laughs> you're going to get up to. Um, well, um, at least, yeah, a variant of me will be here, at least. Um. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, you will just get the same old me, guys. <laughs> I can't help it. You're stuck with this. If I'm stuck with it, you're stuck with it. What can I tell you? Um, but we'll see you next week uh, for another episode and another fine week in comics. Tell me about those t-shirts because, like, I'm I'm thinking about it now. That's what I think. Um, we should uh, we should go for it, Lisa. I, I, I think it could be a a, a, a low ball money spinner for us. <laughs> What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Yep, I you know I accept all. No, you, you, yeah, you, 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 you'll get you'll get a nice cut since uh, since you came up with the slogan. Um, right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching. Remember to subscribe and like and share and please do. We got uh, we have got ninety one subscribers. We're only a few from a hundred, which is is kind of a big deal for me. Thank you. I would love to see another nine of you jump on before next week's episode. Also. If you are listening on the podcast, uh, podcast only, um, although this is something like video number 73, uh, it is in fact uh, podcast episode 100. Um, mm. So uh, th- th- for those of you that don't know, we started the podcast version of of our shows on the Comic Crush before we ever started the video versions. The video versions were a later edition. Um, so thank you for sticking with us for those hundred episodes. I hope you've enjoyed them. Um, there is more stuff planned. There's more kind of podcast exclusive shows coming. Um, we've got some great stuff coming up on the Patreon. Uh, I'm trying to work out something new for the patrons. Uh, that'll be kind of something special just for you guys. Uh, and I think Liz, we probably need to do a, a Patreon special only episode at some point. We probably need to be doing one of those a month um yeah for people where we, we'll tell you what we really thought about comics this week <laughs> i always no, love the truth no, we'll, we'll just be <laughs> there'll be so, so much invective and spleen in it <laughs> um but yeah uh podcasts on spotify apple and uh, anywhere else you get podcasts videos here on youtube we'll have all the links 
on the website. Uh, thank you very much for listening and watching. Uh, love to you guys. Uh, you've been great as always. Liz, you've been See you next week. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure you meant. You meant There's another thing you can do, guys. You can vote, you can vote on, on what color you'd like to see Liz wear and see if we can get her in anything but black. I do actually wear colors. You just can't see it because of the uh, the, the state of the camera. But, um, yeah, we'll see if we can vote different color every week. Liz, yellow. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think yeah, good luck good with that. <laughs> It'll never happen, right? Goodbye. <laughs> We're Bye. out. <laughs> Goodbye.